and welcome to How to Adult with Joy, a podcast about adulting and the different milestones that we might go through to becoming an adult and all the challenges that comes. Thank you for joining and please remember to subscribe and follow this podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to another Tuesday episode. I'm pre-recording this on a Sunday just in case I'm busy on Tuesday and I have nothing to say. Um, yeah, so I'm recording this on a Sunday night. Um, so very, very early this morning at about 12.30am, my two friends who asked me to cat sit for them picked up their cats. And why are they coming after midnight to pick up their cats? That's a very good question. So let me start from two weeks ago. So two weeks ago, one of my friends from Badminton asked me if I could cat sit her two cats. Her sister and her two both have a cat each. Or do they share the cats? I think they share the cats. Um, and yeah, basically the original person that was supposed to cat sit for them wasn't able to do it anymore. And then I was sort of, I guess, the backup. I've never cat sat their cats before. I've met their cats twice, once at their house and once at someone else's house. So I don't know them very, very well. I do think they're very, very cute. So they have one cat that is really, really cute and she's my fave. Her name is um, Mei Mei, like your younger sister. And she's a very fluffy Siberian ruler. She's so cute and I think she's only about six months old. Still very small, very cute. She's female. Um, and the other cat is called Zuko, and he is a Russian blue. Um, both of them are supposed to be hyperallergenic or supposed to be less likely to cause allergies. And he is one year and a half, and he's crazy, and he has so much energy, does zoomies everywhere. He's hard to handle, doesn't listen, and yeah, as I will tell you later on, he pooped on my bench top. Yeah, so um, some of you who may know me in real person, uh, I don't know, but because <laughs> I don't really tell people what I do this podcast, but yeah, I have been thinking about getting a cat. So it's either getting a cat this year or a pet or a boyfriend. And I am not working on the boyfriend thing very hard. So I'm kind of working on the cat thing a little bit more. So um, I discussed this with my sister my brother and I was like should I cat sit for these guys I mean there's risk to pet sitting for other people I have only personally done that for my sister when I was back in Adelaide when they were overseas or wherever I'll just they'll leave the cat at home and I'll go there and feed him and empty his litter every day fill up his water make sure he's okay um play with him and stuff yeah I've never had cats come to like my house um, given I was renting for the last two years before I bought my place last year, um, yeah, it wasn't really an option to cat sit. Um, so yeah, it's my first time that I have my own place where I can actually have an animal here. Um, and it's not against the rules. Like, I, own the ho- I own the house. I don't have to check with anyone. So yeah, but, uh, basically like, so the Friday before they were about to go, um, they dropped the cats off on a Friday night just to have a test run. Um, the test run went really smooth, but it was like only like 12 hours or so, maybe like 16 hours at my house. So they were fine. Um, yeah, the real test came when they dropped them off on Tuesday night. 
Um, and they brought all of their cat stuff. There was like this little rolly thing on the floor where the, the cats can crawl inside to play, like a tunnel thing. They had this huge cat tower where they can sleep on there and to scratch. Um, and then things that hang off it that they can use their paws to hit. They gave me some cat toys, a brush to use, um, some Japanese crack. I don't know the name of it, but literally it's like Japanese crack in a tube. Um, it's like the most amazing stuff ever, and I feel like all cats love it. Um, and what else did they bring? They brought two bowls for the food. Um, and a little fountain for the water, which I had to plug in the whole entire time. And they brought their little box with a little box scoop thing. Um, I think that was it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, quite a lot of things to keep the cats entertained. So yeah, I let them go around my house except not into my bedrooms and into the bathroom. So apparently they didn't want the cats to go into the bathroom because they were afraid they'll get very dusty, which is fair. And I don't want cat hair everywhere in my bathroom anyway. <coughs> Excuse me. But yeah, unfortunately my uh, kitchen is like most kitchens, I think, is open plan. Um, so there's no separation between my living room and the kitchen, unfortunately. So cats can roam free in my kitchen. Um, the little cat, the little baby kitten, Mei Mei, had really short legs. So she couldn't actually jump onto the kitchen bench. But Zuko, that naughty boy, kept jumping onto my kitchen bench. And there's a window ledge on the very top of the kitchen bench. And he was also jumping on that as well. And yeah, all the dust went everywhere. All these like maggots and shit like fell off my kitchen windows thing, which I haven't cleaned for ages. And I was like, why is my bench top so dirty? And then one day on the second day that I was there, I found a piece of poo on my bench. And I was like, what the fuck? Um, anyway, I reckon it got stuck to his bum because there was a lot of hair on that poop. So it probably got heating. Yeah, I don't know if they were used to using the litter in someone else's house. So they made a huge mess and a bit of poo must have got stuck on his bum and then he climbed onto my bench and it fell off. And yeah, that's what I had to deal with. <laughs> um, and yeah, the poo sometimes made it out of the litter box as well. Yeah, gross. Um, but it got a little bit better towards the end of the week. What did not get better is that Zuko always wanted to escape. Um, and I didn't really think much about it because I was just really careful at the door to make sure that he doesn't leave. Um, I should explain as well, the cats have the ability to go to the window and look outside and they love looking outside. They're such curious little kitties. Um, so I have a neighbor who has, a, I think a two or three year old son. And apparently they come to, they see the cats in the window and they, they get super excited. Um, and yeah, basically, one day they were looking at them through the window and I was about to get ready to go. So um, I went, I think I was dragging my bin back in and then, um, yeah, I saw them, they were looking through the window. So I decided to like lock the screen door, but leave the screen door and not the proper door closed so that they, if they wanted to, they could come and speak to the cats in the screen door. Um, I thought it was a good idea, but <laughs> I went to do like, get ready to go out, put my makeup in, I was in the toilet. 
Um, when I came back out, I was like, hmm, something doesn't feel right. <laughs> Normally, like, Zuko is doing zoomies. Um, and then I noticed, like, a hole in the door, and I was like, what? He's someone scratched. He must have scratched my door. I didn't think it was the little one. She's too innocent and cute. Anyway, I was like, Zuko? I was like, Zuko? Why did you scratch the door? And I was, like, trying to find him to tell him off. And alas, I could not find it. I was like starting to freak out. I was like, oh, are you hiding? And I went to look everywhere in the house. I was like, Zuko, Zuko. Nowhere to be found. So um, this is when I started freaking out. I went outside. Um, like maybe it was still there. She was, she would have jumped out too, but she didn't. She's too scared. Um, anyway, I started to, I went outside and started to look for him. I was like, Zuko. And I asked my neighbours. I was like, have you seen this cat? And they're like, oh no. And that's when the disaster started at 6 p.m. on the 15th of September. He had escaped, that escape artist. Um, yeah, so one of my neighbors on the other side in Unit 3, um, she's really nice and kind. And she helped me look for him for like an hour ish until it got really dark. And then I said, oh, I'll continue on my own. Um, so yeah, basically, me with my torch yelling out, Zuko, Zuko. And yeah, I can't even, I can't remember if I brought his carrier or like his bag with me or anything. I was just literally hoping that if I found him, I'll be able to hold him all the way home. Yeah, kind of noob. So I had my phone, I was just looking all around the walk to, around the whole neighborhood, just looking for Cointler's name, looking for bushes. Yeah, that was not fun. So I did that all the way to seven and then I went home and I was like, okay, I got to tell. How do you break the news that the cats that you're cat sitting um, has been lost after Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night, the fourth, fourth day, fourth night. Um, yeah, they were not happy and understandably so. Um, and yeah, they just wanted me to go look for them again. But like, where's the line where, you know, it's not your cat. Like, should you sacrifice your safety at night to look for this cat? Anyway, I didn't do it. Um, and yeah, they wanted me to drive around looking for him. I don't know if I can really concentrate on driving and looking for a cat at the same time, to be honest. Uh, so I think they asked their parents to do it. So their parents are still in Adelaide. My friends were away on a snow, snow trip, like six hours away or five hours and a half drive away. Um, anyway, so it didn't sound like they were coming back. So that's fine. I was said I would look for them the next morning. Um, and yeah, so then I also posted on a uh, forum for my suburb, um, yeah, just saying that I lost a cat and then so many people were like giving me so much advice about how to find a lost cat. Some of it was really useful, some of it was not so useful, <laughs> but anyway, I was desperate. So I tried to do as much as I could and my friends also asked me to put out a litter box for him in case he came back, if like water, food um his bag they were happy for me to leave it all outside I was like oh this looks expensive are you sure like I got dodgy neighbors like next door so anyway I did as I said left my light on on um but yeah I think cats really like dark places I don't think they want to come into the light to be honest so I don't know if leaving the light on was a good idea but anyway um left the light on at least if someone stole something like I would be having good light anyway 
Um, yeah, so woke up next morning, checked outside, nothing, no cat. Um, so yeah, another day. This time I decided to print a lot of posters of the cat to get ready. I've probably printed close to 20 uh, posters, uh, which is basically a big photo of him. And I just wrote down my phone number. I wasn't very comfortable writing that, you know, with all the scammers going around. But hey, I need to find this cat. And I just feel so uncomfortable knowing that. I could have prevented this from happening. There's so many regrets. Why did I leave the screen door only? Like, yeah, I didn't realize I should have known that he would be able to break through the door. Um, so, yeah, I went around asking all the neighbors, knocking on their door. If they replied, I would just give them a poster. Some of them took a photo of the poster. Some of them apparently saw me coming and closed, locked the door. <laughs> I... I'm not there for advertising and some people just told me no English but yeah their English was fine it was normally the elderly people ethnic people they're like no English but then I was like oh sorry I'm just looking for a cat and their English was fine anyway some of them were really helpful they were like oh I saw a great cat yesterday night one saw them at 10 30 p.m another one said they think they saw him at 5 30 a.m and it doesn't align to what people were telling me to do search for the cats between I think 3 to 5 a.m. and uh, like 11 p.m. Really late times, probably not safe in my neighborhood. So I heard that my neighbor now is a drug dealer. I thought another neighbor said she was running a brothery, illegal brothery. I don't know what she does, to be honest. She just does all the dodgy shit. Um, anyway, that's why I don't like roaming around at so late at night. Um, yeah, but they were like... Uh, try bringing out things that he's got his scent on. Um, so anyway, second day, going around letterboxing, I held the bag um, that the carrier, just in case we found him, um, and so that we could get him back in, the Japanese crack, some snacks, shaking the bag, trying to see if he'll come. Um, honestly, shaking the bag thing doesn't work. Like... They don't even like their dry food, lol. The only thing that they like is like the wet food. So anyway, long story short, put up like 20 posters around my neighborhood on all sorts of posts on the bus stops, windows, um, yeah, putting them on people's houses. Um, literally anywhere that had a surface worker stick sticky tape, I would stick a poster um, with my phone number on it. And I realized that my uh, friend's dad also put his own poster with his number on it um on some of the tree on the trees they're just like circled around the sticky tape so funny but anyway so posters of this cat was everywhere and so many people online were like oh yeah i'll check out this place if i'm around um we're like yeah they're all looking out for this cat and i just feel like super grateful about the online community that came together it was more than the people that were like physically came to offer me help um honestly like uh, the owners didn't even come back. So it was me like searching alone. Uh, most of the time I did have a friend who I was supposed to go out on an invite with on a collab, but I had to cancel because I was so stressed about finding this cat. So anyway, he helped me out as well. He helped me while I walked around just to feel a little bit safer. Um, yeah, so that's my adventures of the cat. It was only on that night. And I kind of gave given up like a little bit. I, I thought my friend left. I did another walk, went to the nearby primary school, yelled out, 
his name everywhere, um, look through all of the places he could be hiding, could be under the school. The school had a lot of trash though, um, you know, underneath the buildings. So anyway, long story short, um, about 9.30pm, I got a, a ring on my doorbell and I went out to check who it was. Um, yeah, Loki loved that doorbell. I don't normally hear people knocking on my door, which is probably why some people didn't hear me knocking when I was trying to find my cat, find my friend's cat. Anyway, the doorbell lets me when someone's there, which is great. Um, and yeah, it was my neighbor, number three on my side. And she was like, I think I saw your cat. Um, I heard you're looking for a cat and I saw a cat like when I was driving in. I was like, oh, thank you so much. Let me just get my stuff. Get my bag, get my snacks, um, get my phone with the torch. Um, anyway, so I went to, out to find him and um, it was really hard to find. And there was nothing in the bushes. It was only when I was shining into Unit 2's garage, I saw a flickering of like two eyes. It couldn't mean anything, to be honest. The night before when I was going to look for him, I did see the flashing of the what looked like two eyes. But in the morning when I went back, it was don't think it was a cat, it was more like a gas pump or something, um, yeah, anyway, so I saw two little eyes, and I was like, oh my god, it's, I think it's him, and I went closer and closer, and I was like, I think it's him, but he was, like, kissing at me, he was really scared, and, like, he wanted me to back off, and I was like, oh, I can't approach him like this, so I got the Japanese crack, and I just, like, shined it on him, but he got really spooked, and he ran away, um, yeah, and it's only like later that the neighbor was still outside. She was pointing where he was. And I was like, oh, I just had to like, seriously, this is like one of the most anxiety inducing moments of my life where it's make or break. The cat is so close to being like found again. Like I can't make, I got to just stay calm under pressure and um, just hope that he'll come. So I squeezed out a lot of the Japanese crack and then I just waved it around so they could smell it. He got curious and slowly approached me. And then he ate some. And I was like, success. Thank God for Japanese crack. For for, for dot cats. Not real crack. Um, anyway, so um, I was trying to get him closer and closer because he's still a bit wary. I dropped some of his treats. And, and, and like when I checked the bag, he didn't come because, you know, it's just dry food. And I tried to like get him to the bag. It was a, I had to usually literally use the Japanese crack into the bag. But yeah, at least I didn't force him. He went in kind of himself. And that, that was like one of the most greatest moments of my life where I was like, thank the fucking thankful. I'm sorry for swearing. Um, thank the Lord. Thank the cat lords for like helping me find this cat in such a short amount of period of time. He was only missing for 26 hours, I'll say. He was as dirty as hell, smelly poopy but I didn't hungry but yeah I think he was glad to be home because he must have just forgotten where I lived even though I put all of his stuff outside um yeah so I think he was just happy and his little sister Mei was so happy as well that he was back she had been so chill just like sitting on the massage chair whereas he's like crazy going everywhere um so yeah thankful thankfully found the cat which is great um and I think that's all I'm going to leave it for now. I'm getting really sleepy. So thanks everyone for listening.
thank you for listening to this episode of How to Adult with Joy. Please make sure to subscribe to this podcast and give us a five-star review. Thank you.